Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Alex Bernier on the line. Alex, how are you? Great. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. And we talked in the pre-show a little bit about my concern for people's physical well-being during this pandemic because they've been working from home and home isn't exactly the most ergonomic place for work. So why don't you share a little bit about you and the work that you do? I'm the founder of the Online School of Exercise. So it's a platform dedicated to helping people exceed their fitness goals and achieve sovereign fitness, which is a state of independence on all workout-related matters. Being able to produce your own results, uh, improve your pain and all your other issues without necessarily needing uh, a health professional with you at all times. So uh, that's what I've been doing since 2015. I studied kinesiology in school. Uh, I worked at a startup in Dubai, which didn't work out. And so I got back to Montre- came back to Montreal my hometown and started my own business, uh, fully motivated. And it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride ever since. Well, it's important work. And as we talked about, uh, when this pandemic hit and everyone was sent home, you know, in most workplaces, you know, and, you know, I'm sure there's some that aren't, but a majority of places have been designed with ergonomics in mind to reduce strain on the body, the neck, and especially since a lot of roles are using computers and and whatnot, a lot of repetition, even in factories, you know, there's a viewpoint of, okay, what's the repetitive move that people are doing? What can we do to make sure that that reduces a risk of them having any type of injuries, both short-term or long-term? But when everybody got sent home, then... We have the issue of people working from their couch, maybe from their bed, uh, maybe from the dining room table, or if they've got a kitchen island, and they're obviously not doing things. So I'm guessing you've probably seen a bit of a spike in in work since this pandemic has started. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it was already very present before uh, chronic pain, but now more than ever, and it's gotten me quite a few new clients of people just saying, hey, uh, since I've been working for home, now I'm feeling stiffness in my neck when I wake up in the morning and lower back pain. That was never the case before. So it's definitely something that I've observed in the different people I work with. So we already kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, some of the common issues, but what are some things that you see time and time again? And I know you've mentioned a few things, but let's go a little bit deeper and go, okay, you know, what are some of the causes of those things even before the pandemic to even during this pandemic? Well, of course, as it would be expected, uh, inactive lifestyles uh, create a lot of dysfunctions in the bodies, mostly because you're sitting all the time. And sitting weakens some of your most powerful muscles, right? The glutes, the hamstrings behind the legs. And those are the muscles that support your body weight when you stand. So you're sitting for sometimes, you know, some people six to nine hours a day. And then when you stand up, the muscles that are supposed to hold you have been sort of numbed or, you know, squished between your weight and the chair. And so they're not working the way they should be. So your body compensates and then you start to sort of lean on one hip or your head leans forward. And all these things over time become permanent. So these adaptations become permanent and create wear and tear that eventually becomes pain. Another source that I find in almost everybody is um, dysfunctional feet. So flat feet, uh, 
one foot working better than the other. Even some people can't move their toes properly. And so if the first point of contact with the ground is not stable, every joint above is going to take more load than it should. And eventually, you know, people take thousands of steps a day or a little less. Uh, so that's a lot of little blows to your joints. And over time, it, it becomes uh, this chronic tendon pain. It's funny you mentioned the flexibility of toes. I, I, this is probably in the too much information department. But last night, um, as I was in bed, I grabbed a tissue and it was going to blow my nose. And I ended up getting up and going to blow my nose somewhere else. And the tissue had fallen on the floor. I have a dog and dogs and pets tend to love Kleenex and yeah. chew it up and you find pieces everywhere and all of that stuff. So I remember I'm thinking, wait a minute, that Kleenex, where'd it go? And I kind of leaned over and looked and I saw that it, it basically moved closer to where the bed or where the mm -hmm. end of the bed where the dog tends to sleep sometimes. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do about this? And I'm like, oh, you get up and grab it. It's like, you know what? Let's see if I can, and it was more of a game. I'm going to see yeah. if I can pick it up with my toes. So literally I had to like grab it and I, I was able to pinch my toes enough to grab it and lift it up. So it's like, okay, I can never do this during the crane game in the arcade, but apparently I can do it with a Kleenex my at toes. home. So, so when you mentioned that was the first thought that came months ago, yeah, yeah, grab yeah, that Kleenex yeah. to avoid Kleenex disaster the next morning of what the heck happened in here. So, but it's important, you know, with our feet and every part of our body, when one, this is, you know, I, I do a lot of work in burnout and you know, workplace culture and whatnot. And time and time again, I remind people, it's like, if one component of you isn't functioning, then you, your brain and your body says, okay, I have to compensate for this because it wants to function. Because if it didn't do that, then, you know, we stub our toe, you know, we wouldn't be able to function at all. We'd be done. So, yeah. our, or like you mentioned before, when we sit too long and maybe we're leaning a little bit to one side or we have, you know, one hip that's not quite as aligned as the other one is. So you start walking and, and of course, that has a domino effect of strain on your knees and your back and everything else. So when one part of us isn't working well, then that is a domino effect. So that's why it's so important for us to be one self-aware of what that's we're doing. That's the most important part. Yeah. And, and you have to realize it. Yeah. You have to feel like it's like, okay, oh, and a lot of teams, oh, you know, they, they'll even moan. It's like, okay, why did you moan? I don't know. You need to know why, why did <laughs> you just moan and groan for, you know, just for whatever? No, I had a pain. Where? Uh, and so a, a lot of times people just are not even aware of how they're feeling because their mind is so wrapped up yep. in whatever they're doing. And I get it, but ultimately it's like, you know, be aware of how you feel, do a check-in with yourself throughout the day. Okay. How am I feeling? You know, what's my energy level? Do I have any aches? Do I feel stiff anywhere? And, and, and as simple as just move, yeah, just that's move, it. just get up, get up and shake it off kind of thing. Exactly. You know, I've got, you know, I've got an Apple watch and I know there's all kinds of other devices out there that aren't Apple if you're, if you don't like using them, but you know, it'll tell me, it's like, Hey, maybe toss in a stand for you real quick. I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, and I'm very observant of that. And I do mm -hmm. a lot of things. I make sure that I get up, I get moving around and all that. And, and helps again with, you have a dog, you go, go for walks oh, yeah. and all of that good stuff. Well, that was one of the recommendations I, I had suggested to people early on i said but with a caveat of course i said if you haven't had a dog before 
then be careful. If you have, and you haven't had one in a while because of your schedule or whatnot, maybe consider. But again, think long-term. Don't think about, well, just for the pandemic, I'm going to have a dog. And then afterwards, I'll donate it. No, 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 no. That's not fair to the animal. So, so if you want it, and I know a lot of people have done that and they're like, yeah, built-in exercise. It's like, well, yeah, it's good. It's good for you. You get a companion that accuses you of not feeding it. You know, it's, it's all fun and games, but moving is so important. And again, with this pandemic, I think a lot of people moved a whole lot less than they did before. Right. Right. Which is, you know, you would think that it would be the opposite, right? Now they're, they're not stuck at the office. You have more freedom, but it's just the habit needs to be there. You need to develop that habit or else it's going to be much easier for you to say, ah, whatever, I'm just going to continue working or just watch uh, television or whatnot. But uh, you got to get yourself to make those decisions. Yeah. Cause a lot of people think, well, I went to the office all day and I'm in my cubicle or my desk and all of that. But you have quick meetings, you go to the bathroom, you go get coffee, you go grab lunch, you're, you're out there moving. Even the simple effort of getting into your vehicle, or if you take transit, going and walking to the transit station and moving back and forth and all of that, all that stuff was gone. So, you know, the, I'm concerned again, from a long-term standpoint, not only from the physical fatigue of strain and not working in an ergonomic setting type of situation, but the lifestyle that some people have acquired. And I, I, I say this you know, when I speak at conferences and whatnot, uh, and, and if they're watching from home and all of that, and they haven't gone to the office, it's that day may come sooner than you think where you will be asked to come back in your office. Now, if you've been in the t-shirt and sweatpants attire for the last 18 months, and you have not put on any of your work clothes, and you haven't been really active, I'm going to suggest that you go try those clothes on <laughs> after this call. Because my hunch is they probably won't fit. Now, maybe you have a metabolism and it works and you're, you're blessed. Congratulations. But for many people, they're going to go do this. And it's those two, those two last, the things are not going to connect. They're going to be like, oh, what are we going to do? And they're going to do that Monday morning before they go in the office. Uh-oh. And unless they change the dress code where t-shirts and sweats are okay in the office, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. So I tell people, you have a choice. One, the best choice, start tossing in some activity and moving. Second choice, which is kind of a Band-Aid approach, you know, quickly order some clothes from Amazon or wherever and get it delivered ASAP that fit you. So, but that's again my concern. Again, having worked in healthcare for a long time, the additional weight gain puts on additional strain on your body, and of course, diabetes and all the other health things Everything that else. come into it. The bottom line, people, is we are more connected than we think. And this little pebble of "I'm just going to eat this" has such a long ripple effect. Same thing with well, "I'm going to skip that workout today." Well that today becomes this week or this month or this year, well, guess what? It's going to be problematic. So when you encounter new clients, um, what are some of the things that they're, I want to say hesitant to do, but maybe have some difficulty wrapping their head around doing some things? Well, a lot of people imagine that exercise and working out and all that you know, fitness world has everything to do with looking like a bodybuilder or a fitness model. And that if, you know, if you're a, not able to achieve those results in three weeks, or uh, you know, you're just 
so far away from them that it's very easy to get discouraged. But in fact, what I try to do is to show them that, listen, the gains that you make in the gym, whether it's a bit more strength, a bit more stamina, a little more muscle mass will carry over into your professional life. You're training the same nervous system, the same muscles that are involved with moving you when you're at work. So instead of looking at it like, uh, you know, body composition being the ultimate goal, which it's fine if it is, it's, it's totally fine to have that motivation, but you have to look at everything else that exercise can do for you in your life. And once I sort of show them the perspective, it creates a much bigger pool of motivation to go and, because if, if the only thing that they look at is the scale or the mirror, uh, they're going to have a very hard, a hard time because it, those results take years. And fitness media kind of skews that where they show you these people that have 10, 20 years of practice over some, over a beginner. And so everybody expects to look and move like that when they start, but the reality is they're not skilled at all. So even nutrition and making the right lifestyle decisions is a skill that needs to be sharpened. So that's, you know, that's the message I try to get across at the beginning. You're not going to look like a bodybuilder or a fitness model, maybe ever, or it'll take the amount of dedication that these people have put in, which you haven't, you know, you have zero hours under your belt. So you got to get better first, and then you can think of uh, the, the, you know, the superficial results. And one of the tangibles of doing the exercise is stress relief. Huh, and, yeah. and that for me is the best thing that it offers. Yes, feeling better, having more strength, more stamina, getting better quality sleep because your body is able to deal with all the things and, and designing your life in a way that's beneficial for you means good sleep. Good sleep means your metabolism works better, which means you navigate through life happier and you're healthier uh, and you can stay healthy you know, even in the midst of a pandemic, um, you have a better fighting chance if you were healthy uh, to withstand catching the flu or COVID, you name it, whatever the case may be. Um, yes, you know, of course, if you want to you know, be completely ripped, of course, well, it's, you can do that, but it's going to take time and everybody's body is different. And that's the thing. It's like, well, I want my pecs to look like this or my abs to look like this. It's like, well, everybody's different. You could take two people that, you know, people identify as being, wow, they're amazingly fit. You put them right next to each other and you look and you, and you compare and you're like, their abs look different. Their pectorals look different. Their arms and their legs look different. That one definitely skips leg day a lot more than they should. You know, there was a wrestler. I can't remember who it was, you know, years and years and years ago. And even the wrestlers during the matches would make fun of this guy because he was, you know, really built. But his legs, he it wasn't an equal balance. So you have the maybe, name? Do you remember the name? I don't remember okay. who it was. Um was it Virgil? It might have been Virgil. I'll have to look back. But yeah, it okay. was old back when they were the WWF and it was like in the 80s, maybe early 90s, but I think it was more 80s. And I remember, you know, them always picking on him, which was like, okay, he's completely built, but it's like he's got weak legs. And that, you know, that's obviously a, a, an offensive move that they can use to weak him out. So yeah, don't skip leg day, people. I know everybody <laughs> complains about it, but you know that again. Especially if you sit. Well, Especially yeah. if you sit a lot, yeah. Yeah, if you sit, you know, let's focus on that a lot more. So that way, the damage you're doing yourself, if you have to sit, 
hey, maybe talk to your boss about getting a standing desk, you know? And um, I had one at the last office that I worked at and it was amazing and it made such a big difference. Um, and you know, I, I'd, I'd leave work and like, in a little, it was the the first reaction was, "Wow, the end of the day got here," and I didn't really clue in to the other part. And I'm like, "I'm not as fatigued yep. today. What? Why is that?" And like, did anything go on at work that was different? Was it a quieter day? Looked at my calendar. I'm like, "No, it's typical." Huh? And then you know, the next day, I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna sit down." And then I was like, "Oh, it's like a little." It was like, "Wait a minute." So. I just started using the standing thing all the time and it made such a big difference. So that's my recommendation for people anyway. Talk with just the to boss. add to that, just to add to what you just said. Uh, so you didn't feel fatigued at the end of the day, but then you get to bed at night and you fall asleep right away because you've expended a lot more physical energy along with the mental energy of working. So you're, you're feeling balanced in both ways. You're not just mentally drained. You're physically more fatigued at the end, which makes you feel more normal. But then you get to bed at night and boom, you, you fall asleep. That's something I've observed from standing more during the day. It's just uh, I, fall, I sleep so much better. Yeah, it makes quality sleep is such a game changer for everybody. So uh, if you're any of people advice, and let's say these are people that are still going to be working remotely uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, what are some things that they should really focus on? And we've obviously talked about it during our chat, but uh, just to kind of wrap it up in a bow, uh, what are some things that they can focus on that can really give them a, a good fighting chance to get that quality sleep and, and have a better quality of life? A good ratio is for every hour that you're sitting, you want about two to five minutes of walking around, just standing. So if you're able to, you know, and if you're stuck in a one hour meeting and you can't necessarily get up, uh, you can sort of accumulate those two to five minutes. And at the end of your day, make sure that you take a nice long walk to unwind all the tension that's accumulated from being from sitting. Now, obviously, it's better to do it bit by bit during your day. But uh, just getting up and adding more steps to your day will change uh, everything from uh, focus, body composition, mental uh, well-being. Uh, we're meant to move. Our brain is designed to move. And when you deprive it of that, it starts to function at suboptimal capacity. You might think that you're being productive, but your brain is not working as good as it can. So uh, that, that would be the easiest, most accessible tip to uh, improve the quality of your life if you're stuck at home. That's awesome. I hope everybody takes you up on that. So love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do? My website is called is a www.onlineschoolofexercise.com. And uh, if you would like to, to see what I'm all about, I'm very active on Twitter uh, at my thought food. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have all of that information in the show notes. And I highly encourage the audience to, to reach out to you and, and, and catch up on all of those tips that you share that can make such a huge difference uh, in your life. And especially during stressful times and times can always be stressful, but even with this pandemic, it has been really challenging for many people and the simplicity of moving and exercise and properly taking care of yourself uh, are, are, are so critical. It's helped me tremendously navigate through all of this and it will the same for you. So thank you so much for your help and, and your time today. I really appreciate you and, and continue success with all this work. Thank you, Michael. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. 
visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.